Good morning. Hi, Megan. Hi, Cindy. Thank you so much for answering your phone this morning on a Sunday. No problem. It all started eight months ago, back in December of 2015. This was before Radiotopia, before the wave of sponsorships, before I could pay an editor. I'm in my closet in Kittery, Maine, living a double life between my radio job and making this show. And I'm feeling millennials' growing pains. I can tell you the things that I think would be really awesome for you to help out mm-hmm. with, um, with millennials. Mm-hmm. But then Cindy, a sophomore in college, cold emails me, offering to help with millennial. And I take her offer. Right, where are you from? I'm from Southern California. And okay. then, as you know, now I'm going to school in New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> you sound so excited. <laughs> and then Laura, a senior at the same college and also one of Cindy's friends, reaches out and asks to help Millennial. I hadn't posted anything asking for help, but I feel like this is a gift from the startup gods. It's been really hard for me to respond to all these emails. We could envision being on the show. So I think that's where I would have you help. I would love to be able to like teach you how to look for really great, compelling stories within these mm-hmm. emails. And then that sounds awesome. In two weeks, I find myself unexpectedly with my first set of interns. I want to make sure that it's a a totally a two-way street and whatever you want to get out of this experience is suitable for you as well. Whatever you want to get out of this experience is my way of saying something other than money because I can't afford to pay my interns. You're listening to Millennial, a podcast about coming of age and maneuvering your 20s. When you're asking people to work for you, is it okay not to pay them, even if they want to work for free? I used to be one of those interns, one of thousands who moves to New York City for a position that pays nothing. Well, that may be a lie. I was paid $7 a day. Not an hour. A day. Come on, let it, come on, let it shine. When I received the news that I had gotten this position, I was 22 and ecstatic. I was so overjoyed that I forgot about the money part. And I immediately told them, sure, sounds great. I'll make it work. But within the first month of living in New York City, my excitement started chipping away. Making it work meant getting a part-time job at a wine bar in Manhattan, moving into my cousin's apartment and sharing a bed with her for almost two months. It also meant financial anxiety, like every single time I swiped my card. I was always certain it would be denied. The crazy thing is I would do it again in a heartbeat. No questions asked. That $7 a day internship laid the foundation for how I make this show and introduced me to the people in my industry who I turned to right after I graduated and who I still turn to now. I never questioned the unpaid internship system because it's so common. 
I mean, the people who I worked under were also once unpaid interns. Maybe that's why I don't have a problem taking Laura and Cindy's offer to work for Millennial for free. So starting in January of this year, I find myself with my first batch of unpaid interns. And to be completely honest, it's great. Hey, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Hi. How are you? So do you guys want to just launch into it? Cindy and Laura could answer emails from listeners with a warm and professional tone. And we started growing the show together. Every week we have pitch parties where we pitch stories to each other. Laura, you want to start us off? Okay, so this pitch is from Amy Donahue. Cindy, you want to go? Yes. It's uh, entitled BCLA Grad to Starving Artists. The reason why I'm interested in this guy is because he really eloquently describes this millennial responsibility. It's a conflict of identity. Oh, it's it's that. good though. I mean, like it's good. Like it's not bad. Good go job. Laura. Yeah, go Laura. Killing it. Cool guys. High five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy that we met. You know, I just feel like you're my girls. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Get some yeah. yeah. We should we, we should take a picture since we're all together. After every pitch party, we take a group photo. Everyone with big smiles and big thumbs up. Okay, ready? Hold on. I try to do what I can to compensate them. I try to give them opportunities to pitch ideas and see a story all the way through. Remember that story about Charlie? So what would you like to be called? Um, Charlie. I am Charlie. Wait, why Charlie? Where'd, where'd this come from? I feel like you guys thought about this. Yeah, I, well, I've always had a... Cindy pitched it at a meeting, and we worked on it together. How are you feeling? <laughs> that was so much fun. <laughs> you cracked me up, Cindy. <laughs> I also didn't ask them to do more than answer emails and pitch stories. They were okay with not being paid, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't taking advantage of their time and energy. But after five months, our relationship starts to take a turn. When Cindy and Laura started helping Millennial, a lot was left unsaid. We never talked about the parameters of this internship. And that's what caught up with us. It's April, and Millennial's making its first launch video. The goal is to interview listeners from all over the world. And because I'm on a time crunch, I immediately go to Laura and Cindy, and I ask them for help. Their task is to schedule 20 interviews for this video. But neither of the girls can fully commit. Laura's working on her senior thesis, and Cindy's at a conference. In the end, everything falls apart. People are double booked, emails and contacts fall through the cracks, and I have to pick up the pieces. I wasn't happy, but at the same time, I couldn't be mad either. They're working for free. I should be appreciative that I can even call them. But this is a problem, and I have to figure out how to prevent this from happening in the future. Unpaid internships, how do you handle them? 
You'll find out. But first, a short break. We'd like to thank Amazon Prime Music for supporting the show. Amazon Prime Music has ad-free access to over a million songs from top artists. Musicians commissioned by Amazon were given the creative freedom to create critically acclaimed new songs and unique covers of existing hits. Right now, Amazon Prime has a playlist called Songs of the Summer. Don't worry, be happy. One of my favorite songs on the list is a cover by Eric Hutchinson, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Listen to the Songs of the Summer playlist by visiting amazonsongsofthesummer.com slash millennial, two L's, two N's. There you will find the entire playlist. Support for Millennial also comes from Care.com, the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. It's an easy, user-friendly website that helps you choose the care you need for your children of all ages, your aging parents, or your pets. They've given me a premium account so I can check out all the great features. Care.com gives users the ability to purchase background checks to help vet the caregivers you're considering hiring. In college, I used to be one of those caregivers. Millennial listeners can save 30% off a Care.com premium membership and receive a $15 credit that you can use toward paying your caregiver when you use Care.com's convenient payment platform. Visit care.com slash millennial when you subscribe. A month later in June, Millennial signs on with Radiotopia, and I'm speaking at a conference with Roman. You know Roman, right? This is 99% Invisible. I'm Roman Mars. Roman Mars, he helped create Radiotopia, the network that I'm in right now, and he has his own very successful show, 99% Invisible. Roman and I are at this conference together, and in between our talks, we start chatting about podcasting, the business, how Millennial is doing, And then we get on the topic of unpaid internships. Roman feels strongly against unpaid internships. He specifically told me, people who come to you and say they want to do work for free, you have to turn them away. Because otherwise, you're taking advantage of them. I felt my stomach start to twist. I didn't tell Roman that I didn't turn them away. Or that Cindy and Laura are still working for Millennial for free. I don't feel like I'm taking advantage of Laura and Cindy. But was I? I call up Roman to talk about it. Where are you? I'm in Banff, Alberta, Canada. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. It is nice. So so I kind of just wanted to ask you about like, like your feelings about free internships. I'm against them, pretty much. Why, though? Like, what what have you seen happen, or have you experienced? It sets up this system that, like, breaks down the fundamental aspect of work in a way that I'm I'm not comfortable with. There's something about paying for work that is, first of all, it's just good for you. But also, it's important to have a transactional relationship around work. You have some amount of work and then you pay for it and then that's sort of the end of the transaction and it allows you to like walk away or 
you know, be done or to start something new. If you have an unpaid intern, then unless you're like made of sterner stuff than I am, it sort of feels like a favor and you're kind of granting each other these amorphous favors. Like it's all so fluid and weird. You know, what if they don't do a really good job? I know exactly what he's talking about. Those weird feelings are what I felt after those problems we had with the launch video. Yeah, like how do you fire someone who's doing a bad job on favors? Like an ongoing working relationship can't be a gift. It, it has to be work. And, and money is what makes that happen. It doesn't have to be exactly market level money, but it has to be something. It's, it's, it's interesting though, because like, I also feel like I'm a product of a free internship and I've cultivated relationships based off of getting paid $7 a day part time, you know, yeah. that I, that I wouldn't have been able to do either. And so it is, it's tricky. Yeah. I mean, I have the same way. I mean, I was, the way I got into radio was volunteering for free for a really long time. <laughs> and so it, it is the way that I kind of started and I don't want to deny people the ability to, to get started. And it's important that we don't pull up the ladder for the people behind us when we get to where we are. But I think you can still do it in the right way. You know, like you're going to have like low level employees, especially in the beginning, you know, with the things that you need help with. And what's important to me is that I raise enough money to, to pay them so that <laughs> I don't perpetuate that structure in the things that I make. I never thought I was perpetuating a structure. I mean, I'm a small business owner who gets by with a little help from her friends. But if I'm totally honest with myself, that's not an excuse. I've had a lot of people come to me uh, and ask to do free work. And I actually, uh, there were two interns who worked for me for free. And I, uh -huh. <laughs> I didn't tell you that when we were first talking about this because mm, I was, I was like, <laughs> I was, you know, I was like ashamed, and 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 I always, I've always felt really gross about the situation, especially because yeah. I'm, th I'm like literally not that much older than them, you know, <laughs> and yeah, it's true, and and I'm like, how can we? How am I a part of this system? Yeah, you want them to succeed in the same way that you feel like you've succeeded, but you want to do things that are that resonate with your heart, <laughs> more that are morally just, you know. So it's it's a it's tr it's tricky. It's just tricky, I think. It is tricky. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't because it really is. If you need work done, you know, your job. If you really want to do this raise the money to do it. You know, just make it so that there's this idea that their future is going to be about setting a value on the things they do and negotiating that value. Um, it's not just about the radio skills. They're going to have to figure out ways to, um, to go into a situation and demand what they're worth. And you can help provide the foundation for that as well. It's not all one thing, but you try to, you know, live your values. That's for sure. It's important to try at least.
Try to live by your values. I exhale as I repeat this phrase back to myself after I hang up the phone with Roman. I start thinking about Laura and Cindy. But talking about unpaid interns is a lot different than talking to them. As I debate in my head about what I'm going to do, I purposefully don't bring it up to either of them. But then I didn't have a choice. I don't know. I'm scared. and I'm, I don't know. I'm nervous. What, what, what are you afraid of? The path to doing like radio work is unknown. Like there's no trajectory or some linearity to it. Laura's sitting across from me on my black couch. She just graduated from college that same week. And she's feeling all the apprehension that comes with graduation. We're sitting down to talk about our future now that she's finished school. But before we do, I really want to talk to her about our situation. Well, I want to know like where you where you fall on like this position of free interns, you know? Your face just changed. You went from smiley to like total froze face just like Okay, my face just changed because Remember when you were pitching this idea of let's do a show on free interns? I was like, yeah, the injustice of the system. It's terrible. Like you're again, your work should be valued because it's good work. So like pay, pay the people. Right. I didn't know I was a free intern. (laughs) Like you keep saying you're working for free, Laura. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, look at all the things I'm getting in like in return. Like I have a friend who was at Harper's Bazaar and she had a terrible free internship but I'm sure she was saying the things that I'm, I'm, I'm saying, except I'm just having a better time and learning a lot from it. Is this the first time that you've like, like we're coming to terms with this position? Is this the first time that you realize that you're a free intern? For you? Yeah. But I, like, I'm just resistant against that term. So explain like why you don't like that term. It just is just a term that implies someone's being taken advantage of and someone knows better than to pay their interns. But that's not the case with this. Well, what makes us different? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if we are. Like, how are we not feeding into the system that we don't like? I feel like it's hypocritical to say I would never be a free intern I would, if I had a company, I would never have free interns. And then for me to have a podcast and to have free interns. It's not, it's not free. It like really isn't free. Like maybe this is because you feel bad or I feel extra appreciative. But like I've told you like, hey, I'm having a really busy day today. Like I can't make it to the meeting. Then they're like, that's fine. If I were paid, would I go to more meetings? Yes, but I also, like, don't miss that many meetings. Like, I don't know how different it would be if I were paid. I don't know how different it would be either. But I bet if she was getting paid, we'd both show up more prepared. Because there would be expectations and parameters. In our relationship, right? Do you think it makes it harder because there isn't any kind of transaction between us to be able to be like, this is where, this is where it starts. This is where it ends. Well, we're still feeling it out. And 
I disagree. Like, maybe it's not transactional in the whole, like, here's how, like, I have checks from you. Like, I don't have checks from you. But it feels like I'm getting stuff in exchange. Like, I'm getting your time. Instead of arguing for a salary, Laura's making a pretty good case for me not paying her. And she almost convinces me. Like, I don't want to be a part of the system. I feel like that's what it comes down to. I know you keep saying, like, I'm getting so much out of this, da 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 But, like, I don't ever want to feel like I'm taking advantage of you in the ways that I've seen people being taken advantage of. The only way and peace of mind that I can give myself to not do that is to, like, make it obsolete. What do you mean, make it obsolete? I don't really know how I'm going to say what I want to say, but I try. I don't necessarily want you, like, working for millennial for free anymore. But that also means that, like, we have to, like, I don't have the money to pay you right now either, which essentially means that we can't, I don't want us to keep working in the capacity that we've been working together. Because, like, I, if you are working with me, I want to pay you. And, like, right now I can't pay you, which means I don't want you working with me. If I don't work for you anymore, like, I'm losing a lot more than me putting in free work. I'm still here for you, though. Like, you and I have created a relationship. Like, we have created a relationship. Our relationship is not going to end. I don't know. I feel like you're firing me. (laughs) I think fire is, like, a really big word. And I don't... And it's not because... You haven't put in time and effort. It's not, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with like us and like not, not fueling like a system that we both don't want to fuel. Like you should get paid for your time. You should get paid. I shouldn't be not like, I want to continue doing this work. Like, I'm not being stupid here. Like, I'm really not being naive, being like, oh, I'll work for free. I'll, like, sweep the floors and, like, get on my hands and knees. Like, that's not what's going on. I really want to be doing this. I don't want you to work for me for but free. I'm not working for free. I'm not getting a check in the mail from you. But I'm getting more than I would have gotten. And, yes, we'll still have that relationship But, like, this is experience that I need. Like, what else am I going to put on my resume? Like, it really helps to have something like, oh, I'm, like, working for Millennial. I have been for, like, this amount of months, and I'm still working for them. And that's something I need for my professional development. So I'm not going to let go of that. Laura and I go back and forth like this for a while. I can feel myself getting frustrated. I don't want to do this either, but I feel like I have to. You do understand where I'm coming from, and you do understand, like, I don't want us to work together until I can pay you. Like, I don't, you, it's not your decision. It's not your decision. I'm telling you that. I don't know. I don't know, Megan. (laughs) It's okay. 
It's okay. I don't know. A part of me just wants to say, like, I can work harder. Like, I'm sorry that I didn't work hard enough. Like, I can work harder now that school's done. But, like, but like you're going to work hard. We're going to work hard together, and you're going to get paid. That's all I'm saying, you know? Like, I'm going to value you, and we're going to break the system. Okay? It's not like an, we're not ending our relationship. No, I know that. Yeah. Give me a hug. When Laura leaves my office, I feel empty and awful, like we just went through a breakup. But deep in my heart, I know that letting her go is the right thing for the both of us. But I also know she can't see that. She just graduated from college, wants to break into radio, and this unpaid internship was her bridge between school and the workplace, and I just took it away from her. But on the flip side, I'm also giving her the freedom to go out and look for a job where her time will be valued with real, actual money. If this was a Hollywood movie, Laura would grow into a big-time radio producer, and over drinks one night, when we're well out of our 20s, we would both look back on this moment. She would thank me, and I would thank her. Dear prospective employer, seven months ago, Laura reached out to me in a cold email. We had never met in person, but I could immediately sense her willingness to learn and enthusiasm to contribute all of her energy to an audio show she believes in. That's what caught my eye and what should catch A month after Laura and I had that hard conversation, I receive an email from her. She's moving to New York City and applying for audio jobs, and she's asking me to write her a letter of recommendation. Not long after I sent her my letter, she sends me a text. She's going to be working at a big podcasting network in New York City as their editorial and audio intern, and she's getting paid! Even though, like me, Laura is a product of an unpaid internship, she used the system to advantage and it helped her land a job. But I still don't want Millennial to be a company that's grown on the backs of free labor. For two years, I've been making Millennial on my own with the help of multiple editors. Now I'm looking for muscle. From answering emails with kindness to pitching ideas for the show, this person will work closely with me and learn firsthand what it means to write. The show has been growing, thanks to all of you. And for the first time, I can budget for help. But I realize something. I don't want to just pay someone to answer emails and pitch stories for a few months before they run off to another job. So I'm making a position. But it's not an internship. It's an apprenticeship. I want to teach someone everything I've learned over the past two years. We'll work closely together right here in Portland And hopefully that apprenticeship will grow into a full-time position with the show. 
Together, we won't just break this unpaid internship system. We'll also grow millennial. The deadline for the apprenticeship has passed. We posted it on our Facebook, Twitter, and our website back in July. So we're not taking any more applications, but the good news is there will be someone who will physically be alongside me for the first time running and creating the show. Who that person is, we have yet to find out. Because what they don't tell you is that going through applications is really difficult. Next time on Millennial. This episode is dedicated to millennials' first and last unpaid interns. Cindy Lee, who is a student at Dartmouth College, she's 20 and she's networking like a boss. And Laura Sim, who is a new professional face in this hustling, bustling radio podcasting world. You two have contributed so much to Millennial from the very beginning, and I can't thank you enough. Devin Taylor is Millennial's editing muscle. Ben Severance is Millennial's executive producer, a.k.a. overseer of big concepts and ideas. And Roman Mars leads by example and teaches folks like me how to stay true to your values. To keep tabs on Millennial, follow us on Twitter at MillennialPDCST, Facebook or Instagram. If you want to know when the next show is going to drop, go to MillennialPodcast.org. Scroll down to the bottom and sign up for the newsletter. If you want to support the show and help the apprenticeship position turn into a full-time position, become a sponsor or encourage a company you know to become a sponsor. Email sponsor at radiotopia.fm. And thank you in advance. I'm Megan Tan, and thanks for listening. Radiotopia from Peace.